Hey, listener, Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. You can play Pick'em. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower total in each stat for this week's games for a chance to win big. You can actually win up to 100 times your money in a single night. That's right. I didn't say 10. I didn't say 20. Up to 100 times your money. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick them entry. My favorite feature, you can make rivals picks. Hit two players against each other. Wembenyama versus Nikola Jokic. Tim Hardaway Jr. versus Norm Powell. Kawhi Leonard versus Steph Curry. Who knows? Maybe Grayson Allen versus Pat Connaughton. You get where I'm going with that. You can do it all with Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you sign up today with the promo code DING. That's D-I-N-G. And get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant Pick'em special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our promo code DING, D-I-N-G, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant Pick'em special. Must be 18 or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concern with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Do we have a name for this show or is it just OG show? I like the art, by the way. That's nice. I was going to say, that's it looks nice. Don't have a name? You guys can talk about that if you want. You guys can come up with a name. You can let it happen organically. Whatever you want to do. Okay. Great. The cat, the, this is the Capricorn show. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I like this. All right. All right. Capricorn no, boys. No Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It is a beautifully cold Monday morning. Uh, this is the OG show. I'm Tom Haverstrow. It's my guy, Trey Edwards, and that's Anthony Mays, super producer. We've got, um, this is a new era. We are doing the OG pod at Count the Dings Monday. That's going to be me and Trey. Right, Trey? We're going to do this Mondays? Yeah. Mondays. Mondays is our day. Wednesday, Zach Harper and Wozni Lambre. So Woz and Zach are going to do Wednesdays. We're going to probably bring in some third people here, rotation. Um, but today is our day. And this show is going to be on our OG pod feed. Um, well, Maze, correct me on here. But this show is going to be on YouTube at Count the Dings 1, at Count the Dings the number one. Yeah, and Count then, the Dings YouTube channel. And that's where you can find all the BOMM episodes on YouTube. We'll have both OG shows on there. We'll have the mailbag on there on Fridays. Trying to pump that thing up. I'm going to pump you up. That was, uh, that's my Classic bicep reference. here. Um, Trey, Trey, is this the do-rag show? Since I put on a do-rag for the first time with you, you taught me the ways <laughs> at Account the Dings events. Nah, man, I want to free you of that. I want to free you of that. We, we've evolved. We evolved, man. Thank we you. don't need... We don't need to put on durags to to, to, <laughs> to show solidarity. You know what I mean? Uh, we, the golden durag. Um, should we bring that back? Uh, we're trying to figure out a name for this show. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, man. Look, man. We 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 Capricorns, man. We you know what I mean? We back to back birthday brothers, man. So 
I'm down with it. We, you know, Capricorns are usually the goats. So, you know what I mean? We can be like the goats. <laughs> nah, um, let's, let, let's let the listeners name this. Yeah. We take the best submission. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like that. Send, send, your, send your name request to Anthony Mays or at Count the Dings, either or, and we'll figure out a name for this. And the last segment will always be a Patreon segment. So if you're a Patreon, go to patreon.com slash count the dings. You can hear the final segment. This week's final segment is going to be on the Pascal Siakam trade. Oh, so, a little spice for you for the Patreon subscribers. And I always think of E40 saying Pascal Siakam. <laughs> I thought that was a Rudy Gobert impression too. No, Rudy, Rudy will come back. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Rudy's for the OGs. I saw Pascal in his first game. I was there uh, on Friday. Yeah, Tom's some good luck, man. I love when Tom's in Portland, man. It, you know, the the boys play different, man. I had got to see both of my guys on television, Pooh Jetter and Tom Haberstro. Um, <laughs> yep. Oh, Pooh's a man. Uh, I knew you had uh, ties to Pooh because I was like, I feel like Trey back in the day was a, a Pooh guy. Definitely. Pooh's a legend, man. Pooh, there's literally a legend of Pooh dribbling up and down blocks. You know what I mean? Just up and down blocks, up and down blocks. Pooh is one year older than me. Um, very respected in the Los Angeles area. No one has a bad thing to say about Pooh Jeter, mm. um, a.k.a. Eugene. His, his sister is also Carmelita Jeter, who is also at one point in time the fastest woman in the world. Um, she now coaches at UNLV. Um, so yeah, and he has a, a, a sneaker store called Laced. Go check out Laced if you're in Los Angeles. Oh, awesome! He's working out with Scoot Scoot Henderson, uh, mm-hmm. who's a 19 year old in the NBA, which is the hardest thing I think. The hardest thing to do in the NBA is be a teenage point guard, and that's probably mm-hmm. me being a Blazers uh, analyst. Here is not many, not too many players have ever been good at 19 years old, and much harder to do that when you're a point guard running a team. So that is not what we're talking about today. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about butcher box. Butcher box is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at ButcherBox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal 
ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. We're talking about a guy who is in the news in the NBA space because of beat writing. Beat reporters, I've written a lot about the demise of NBA media and how we're losing NBA reporters and that they're not in the locker rooms. They're not getting that that relationship with players. And it's kind of a lost art. Is uh, I don't know. There's a lot of ways we can go here in terms of what this says about media. Probably not going to talk about it today. But I did see that Kevin Durant is asking the question, why am I, why am I not in the GOAT conversation? And that is with an interview with Dwayne Rankin of the Arizona Republic. Shout out uh, to Dwayne. It's my guy. Dwayne got an exclusive quote from KD himself where he said, um, KD said, in response to a question why he thinks he's not in the GOAT conversation. There's LeBron, there's Kobe, there's MJ, there's a bunch of players. And why isn't KD on this list or in this conversation? And KD said, because I went to the Warriors, why shouldn't I be in that? That's the question you should ask. Why not? What haven't I done? Wait, why not is Russ's slogan? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. He's stealing now. The best always steal from each other. Come on, you know that, Maze. That's true. I steal from you all the time, Tom. That's true. Yeah. Are you going to steal this this bald head of mine? Probably not. Capricorn. I, 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 I stole that. Yeah, Bull, Capricorn boys only on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to get into the fact that uh, uh, the Phoenix Suns A are rolling right now. They've won five straight. KD mm-hmm. just dropped 40 points uh, against the Pacers who didn't have Tyrese Halliburton. Um, but this is kind of the big story coming into the season was watching the KD-led Sons with Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. They're starting to play together. They're plus 80 in the plus minus column. They've got uh, a plus 17 net rating in their short time together. They're 11 games together. They're rolling. And these questions are being asked about KD and the GOAT conversation because they're finally playing well. And Steph is kind of falling out of the picture here with the Warriors, um, you know, having a disappointing season. LeBron, Lakers are having a disappointing season. And feel like Kevin Durant is right to ask the question, what is it about me that people don't want to put me in that conversation? And Trey, uh, you know Kevin Durant pretty well. Mm -hmm. Do you think he's arguing that this is more about narrative or this is more about his resume? Because it sounds like he's leaning towards that the conversation changed when he went and joined the 73 win warriors um i don't want to speak for him but i will say my assumption would be narrative you know what i'm saying because again do we have this conversation hypothetically he remains a thunder you know what i mean or he somehow gets traded and he never wins mm. we knock him regardless but Instead, when you're traded to a place, you're given options. 
right? You, you, hey, this is a p- potential destination. This is a potential destination. This is a potential destination. You sign with teams, you get this sign and trade situation going. If the Warriors did not beat them, I still think that people would have the same reaction. You get what I'm saying? You're like, saying it's a no-win situation for them? It's a no-win situation. This just makes it easier to discredit and say, hey, I don't like that guy because of the disdain of the Warriors and the disdain of the Warriors fans. Because again, I love the Warriors, love the Bay Area, love the fans early on. It got to an arrogance point of like, the rich get richer. And the Bay has never been associated with the richer, richer outside of Silicon Valley. But in a situation of like, it, the Oracle Arena was always packed, win or lose. The Oracle Arena was one of those situations where they got players here and there that you loved. The BDs, the, 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 the Monte Ellis's, the, you know, I mean, the, the, you can go down the line to run TMCs. They've. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Foyle. A Donald yes. Foyle. I mean, but I'm, just, I'm just saying Kogan. people really had love for this team and was like, they were lovable darlings when they upset the Dallas Mavericks in the first round. Right. And all of a sudden they win their first championship. Right. And you're like, oh, they debunked the whole three point shooting thing. Plus they play hell of a defense, by the way. But that's one thing. Now you acquire a player. I don't see this coming from the Miami Heat's organization. I don't see it. You know what I mean? When LeBron and all that others, he has been able to smudge. Wait, wait, you're, that you're not saying that LeBron didn't get shit for going to Miami. You're not saying he that. did. He did, but it fell off. He's back loved. He went back to Cleveland. He won, and everybody's like, yeah. "Yo, slander free." Not saying that slander free because I still keep my slander up. But <laughs> we know. I'm just saying. Both talented players, both joined franchises to get their first ring. Okay, so, so, all right. So both KD, joined, both joined teams with progressive, you know what I mean? Not a start, not a Build-A-Bear, you know? It's not the 2007 Cavs. You got yeah. Dwayne Wade and you got mm. Chris Bosh. And the, and the organization, right? Uh, and the organization held right. to that standard where we're going to su- surround you by around amazing Ray Allen. Right. Like, like, like this is different than, uh, than Katie going to Brooklyn with Kyrie and James Harden. Cause like, as much as we want to say Jacques Vaughn and Steve Nash are good head coaches and mm-hmm. Sean Marks is a great decision maker. This isn't Pat Riley and Spo. And yeah. Alonzo Mourning, right? And the championship yeah. that they won beforehand. Uh, yeah. So I, I hear you on this. And I also think KD, people forget this, in the 2011 NBA Finals, or sorry, 2012, 2012, KD and OKC were up 1-0 against LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh and the big three. They were up 1-0. And then... They lost the next four games. But the idea that KD was on this cusp and that OKC Thunder team was on this cusp of like they could build their Western dynasty. Mm -hmm. uh, And then they ran into LeBron in the same way that Karl Malone had run into and and John Stockton, the Jazz, ran into the Jazz. Right. And so KD was like, yo, if I'm going to be up against this this super team, I might as well just like, all right, if LeBron's already given into it, 
uh, I'm going to do it too and hopefully get the same sort of roses that LeBron did. Mm-hmm. And he did. Like, I think, Trey, I would, I would venture to guess that uh, you would say KD ranks higher on the all-time list than Karl Malone, Chris Paul, John Stockton, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing. Absolutely. Those, uh, those are the ringless guys, right? The guys yeah. who didn't win a championship. Yes. Do you think if he didn't go to the Warriors and he, let's just say, for hypothetical sake, if he didn't win a championship, do you think the conversation is he's lumped into that group? No. You don't think so? You think he's he's already he would just a, be considered a, he would just be considered a scorer. You know what I mean? Like people would loop him in of like this is just what he does. You get what I'm saying? Like, and it's not it's not fair to the overall stuff that he does. When he got to the Warriors, he showed that he could play defense. When he got to the Warriors, he showed that he could actually play alongside other players. You know what I mean? The like, rim. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that he showed that he's normally not known for. We don't even give him enough credit for him to play Team USA. Like this dude has surpassed Char- Carmelo Anthony as the all-time scorer in Team USA. Yeah. He's also always won. We think about when he got uh, cut from that one team that, that he wanted to be on when he was a rookie, the 08 team. You know what I'm saying? That team he was wanting to be a part of. And he was hooping, but again, he had to wait his turn. So although these things, obviously there's a shadow and I think we pick and choose in these spots. You know what I mean? Like Because when all of a sudden Kevin Durant, who was up here as, again, he's coming off of seasons like, you know, I what is it? Uh, I'm looking at over here at, at uh, rank first in scoring in these seasons, right? 2011, 2012 scoring champ. You know yep. what I'm saying? Four time uh, scoring champ. Yep. Four time scoring champ at that, right? And you kind of you you inherit these things and you look at it from all right, 2013, 2014, and then you go and join Steph Curry, who was MVP. It's like yo, you don't join the MVP, and it's like. Whether he's MVP or not, he's just trying to like increase his chances of actually winning the title because y'all, because not only fans, but the media has pushed, yo, if you don't win one, your legacy's on the line. Yeah. Look at like Charles isn't considered a goat in the GOAT conversation at all. No matter if you don't win a championship, you are not eligible in the GOAT conversation. Period. Period. So, now, so when he goes there, Trey, when he goes there. And gets the two championships and is the two-time final MVP in a series that involves Steph Curry and LeBron James, who are in the GOAT conversation already. I think he's right to wonder, what is it that keeps me out of that conversation? Right, Trey? My my thing is, what is what is the conversation about the conversation? Maze, on Illuminati, we would we would dig into this like meta conversation about the conversation. KD is saying, why am I not in the conversation? To me. He's not arguing I should be the GOAT. He's trying to point out the He's narrative. He's going to sit at the, the table. That's, that's yeah. it. He's going to sit at the seat at the table. And that's how I normally describe LeBron. You have a seat at the table. You're not the GOAT, but you have a seat at the table, and that should be enough. And Kevin's on our side saying, well, shit, I ain't even getting an invite. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like... Yeah. I'm not saying yo. Did I'm you get lost in the mail? Like, did you get the wrong email address? Did you get the That's wrong? The thing. He's not even arguing. Hey, I should be a goat. He's saying, why am I disqualified from this? Because I won, and then also I'm joining this team. You still got to win games. Rather, That's right. We've seen we've seen the Dwight Howard, um, Steve Nash, uh, sport, was that Sports Illustrated cover? 
Mm-hmm. It was Sports Illustrated. R.I.P. Damn. Nice tease. Nice tease there, Trey. Nice. Right? So then, also, we've seen uh, the 03, 2002-03 Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Even though they were banged up a little bit. 03, 04, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? They were banged up. And people were like, dang, they got Carl Malone and Gary Payton. We've seen the big three in Boston. We've seen certain situations where you think that it's a no-brainer and somebody's supposed to win. Even the Brooklyn Nets situation, you think like, they got it all laid out and they're supposed to win. It does not Miami happen Heat, that way. 2011, Dirk Nowitzki and, and a bunch of old washed-up guys took him down. J.J. Barea, right? So 100%. This There's is, something I want to dig into that you said, Trey, which is essentially using the term "score" as pejorative. Yes, because we've score. seen we've seen LeBron run away from that, right? Like yep. I'm not a scorer, yep. as he is the all-time leading scorer to be a history. Like he's he's really perpetuated that narrative. And the thing you could probably say about KD, best overall all-around scorer in NBA history. You know, that's always been the that thing. The it's a fact. Assigned to him, right? He's he's incredible at it, and mm-hmm. that. But that's not enough to get in the goat conversation. Absolutely not. It's just like, oh, you're only specialized at this one thing, and that's the that's the knock of being an NBA player. Oh, he's I, the greatest pastor, the, but he never won. If you want a seat at the table, you gotta have other things, right? Because everyone's got their thing. Everyone's got their thing. So Mm -hmm. I I argue that the GOAT conversation is not about a checklist. It is about your resume. It is about a scoreboard. It is not about, hey, I did that. And that's one thing that KD mentioned. He's like, what have I not done, right? Mm -hmm. He's done everything at least once. But when you're in the GOAT conversation, it's got to be multiple times, right? How many Mm -hmm. MVPs do you have? How many finals MVPs do you have? How many championships? How many all defense? How many depoys? And all that stuff starts to add up. And I think there's two things that can be true. I think KD deserves to be in the GOAT conversation, but I also think he is not a serious GOAT candidate. Does that make sense? That's fair. And I don't think I don't think he's a guy trying with one to MVP. Be, I don't yeah. I don't think he's trying to be a GOAT candidate. I just think that if I came, even if I'm fourth in this conversation, even if I'm fifth in this conversation, just bring me up. Yeah, yeah. Because of my body of work. Yeah. Is my body of work not respectable? All right. So his his body of work. Okay. Two titles, two finals MVPs, four-time scoring champ, an MVP, 17th in total win shares. I'm including the playoffs there. So 17th all time. He's ahead of Larry Bird, Bill Russell, Magic, and Hakeem in total win shares. So if you want to get nerdy and start doing advanced stats, he's 17th in win shares. He's also behind in win shares, individual, just advanced stats. Carl Malone, Chris Paul, John Stockton, Charles Barkley, Reggie Miller, but he's going to surpass a couple of those, I think. So mm-hmm. by the end of his career, he's going to be top 12, top 13 in individual win shares. And then I think you put him above Carl Malone and Chris Paul and John Stockton all time, Charles Barkley, because he's got those uh, postseason runs and championships to his name. And I think the only thing that's keeping him out of the conversation is the vertical awards, meaning like he's horizontally got everything, but it's stacking MVPs, stacking finals appearances that he just doesn't have compared to LeBron or even Steph or um, other people. Like in that, Bill Simmons said top six was locked. Bill Simmons 
has top six locked this summer. He's tweeted this out. LeBron, Kareem, Larry, Magic, Jordan, Bill Russell. If he's going to try to get into that group, that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But the next six, Kobe, Steph, KD, Shaq, Timmy, these are all guys. I is Kobe and Tim Duncan out of the look. That's my thing. And, and, why, and, and, and here we go. And here yeah. we go. Why do we always put LeBron over Kobe and Tim Duncan? Because he's the all-time greatest scoring leader, and he's got champ. He's got multiple championships, four rings. He's done it in Cleveland, did it in L.A., did it in Miami twice. He stacked more teams chips than anybody. Oh my bad! So I thought he stacked more teams. Wait, than wait, anybody. wait! Yeah, that's a that's another row that a, on the. the I, was, I was I was showing I was showing my good my my greatness at this podcast and shit. <laughs> but I will say again, definitely earn his 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 thing is that when you break it down that way, rest in peace, Bill Russell. Oh, you that's what he said. Yeah. But my also, but here's another thing. Yeah. I, I don't want to change what actually happened and what's set in stone, but there should be a separation. It won't be, but it should be a separation. If there's eight teams and we're looking at advanced stats and we're talking about really teams and we're looking at the Celtics roster, that doesn't discredit these type of things when you got all these Hall of Famers mm-hmm. and they're just not just people just suiting up. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we really nitpicked people's careers and we look and say, all right, who did he play with during that time he won? Yep. Yeah. What was their contribution to this? Because you still need it. No, basketball is a team sport, first of all. But Americans specifically, we like to hero one person. You know what I mean? You say, oh, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. But you talk about the amazing defense? No. Because yeah. that no. shit don't matter. It don't <laughs> matter. It don't matter. And we pick and choose who we want to be great. So in this particular situation, Steph Curry's going to get the conversation. Like if the Warriors, I don't think this is happening. No disrespect, Anthony. But no, if fine. the Warriors won another ring and Steph has five and LeBron has four, fans, fans that don't like LeBron are going to be like, yo. That's my guy. Yeah. It's going to be Will, I mean, I will, uh, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, and Steph, right? Because people like to do those numbers games. But it shouldn't be that way. Because again, this is a team narrative, right? But we're well, we going well, to you can get the upside though, Trey. If KD okay. wins this year, I think he will be in that group. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask. Is how how I, high I don't does even think, one I don't more think ring? People change, I don't think people change their mind though. Just no, because I think gonna, they will. They're going to be like Devin will. Booker and Brad Bill. No, yeah, no, not. no. They well, picked like, already. I, Trey has a good point. It still has to bump them up a couple points, though, right? One more ring it, in a different should. location. No, I'm. I agree with you, Tom. But I'm telling you that the people just don't like him until he's gone. When he finally fucking hangs up his shoes and he walks away, that's when they're gonna be like, "Yo, he was a bad motherfucker." You guys, remember, K- y'all don't even know KD. <laughs> yeah. You K- get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But his peers respect that. The refs respect that. 
The coaches, everybody respects that. But the fans. That's what I want. Who the Twitter's rest think a is a Twitter's a toxicity thing. You feel me? Because you get to pick and choose your heroes. You know what I mean? Like you could, oh, I love this player. Oh, now he a bum. Oh, he the goat. Nah, bro. He the goat. There's no so, in between is what you're there's saying. There's no it's, in between. I don't think there's a right answer in certain subjective things because the NBA voice has kind of like been a gift and a curse. You know what I mean? You've allowed people to have a voice and say, including myself, I can't separate myself. I'm a fan with a voice. But at the end of the day, it's on a situation of like, I'm not abusing my voice to slant, to be slandered to something I can't do or that to the measure statement to like to dumb down and say, all right, yo, Kevin Durant doesn't deserve to be in this. I literally, while we're recording, my boss texts me, yo, what's up with your boy? <laughs> Again, but that's a disdain from region, regionality, right? New York feels away. I'm walking through the subway. His face is pulled off of a fucking ad because of this disdain. Oklahoma City, whether he goes there, it's not going to be the same love because emotions involved. Are we talking facts? Or are we using emotion in the debate? And I think most of the decisions are debate because again, most of the people say stuff just to get him to react. He's only going to react when you're talking about him as the person and not basketball. Most of the insults on Twitter are about his personality and who he is as a person. Oh, you a bitch. Okay. You can say I'm not this, this, that, but then when you say I'm this or I'm this, that, and the third, you're not keeping it basketball. And that's when he comes out to defend himself. And most people will be like, I wouldn't say shit. You rich, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, that's Again, not true. <laughs> you're insulting yeah. the person and not the actual per things that happen between these lines. Mm. That's the difference. Of, it's not about basketball at that point. It's, not, it's yeah. never about basketball. So I don't think he's ever going to be in good favor when these headlines come out or the discussion comes because people are personally connected of how you fucked up basketball by joining this team. Uh, I think that's a... But people think that, though. But that's so who are we going to get most mad at for joining super teams? Is it K is it KD and, and Ray Allen? No. Is it LeBron? No. We're just we're just going to move the goalpost now. No, it's, it's, it's KD's going, fault it's, now. It's, it's KD for now. Okay. But that's Man, that how is quickly what it people is. forget. Because if you yeah. think about it, you're going to go into a situation like this, Tom, a motherfucker saying, hey, he but he joined this. If you go and look at them comment sections of that, they're going to say he can't because yeah. he joined the Warriors. Yeah. Uh I think, I think I will. I will stand on this. If he wins this year without Devin Booker and and Bradley Beal, he won't have to hear about the Kate, the Warriors stuff anymore. It was fair enough. How would he win without if they're a part of the I'm team? Say, I'm, I'm saying with them. Uh, with them oh, sorry. with them. Oh, absolutely. With Devin not. Booker and Bradley Beal, if this Phoenix Suns team goes and makes a run and wins the championship this year, he will never hear about the Warriors thing again. I don't agree. Mm, yeah, I, I don't agree. I think I got to go agree. with Trey on this I don't one. agree because I don't know, every man. time, and it's You're, not his I think choice. you guys are stuck in the moment here. If this, if he does this, I, I just, I just feel like that argument is either dim, dimmed to a low hum. It's not nearly as loud as it is. Hey, it's, it's never. It's, it's almost how much help do you need every time? They never say that about Bron. Every trade deadline. He, okay. he trades off his guys all the time, everything. And now 
Again, he's not a general manager. He don't make these trades. Oh, the Phoenix Suns acquire Bradley Bill. Of course I would love to play with Bradley Bill, but I'm not going to personally recruit Bradley Bill and say, yo, come play with us, bro. I'm going to trade off Chris Paul and I'm going to trade off the... No, he don't make it that way. They don't even... During the trade deadline, he's not even going active like, hey, yeah, this roster needs to get better, so you need to trade some of these guys that I'm playing with. Never heard him do that. But if you look at said other guy in the Western Conference... Oh, it's the deal because we joke about it, but it's the truth. And we ignore the plain truth in front of our face. D'Angelo Russell and fucking Rui Hachimura were crying last night. Crying. I'm sure sooner or later, at tw between the next 12 hours, we're going to get an alert of this emerged trade or this, that, and third. He ain't, he ain't emotional because he had a good game and they beat a whack team. But again, they making moves to support their star. Yeah. And that's the business. But Tom, I know we got him. I know we got a wrap on this. All I'm going to say is the narrative doesn't change because he's an easy target. If he never responded to anybody, they would never say shit. But the idea that they can get a reaction out of it, that's a championship for the for the fan at home. That they got under his skin. Mm. Well, I have them. I have them on my third tier titles, title tier. Uh, Tom's title tiers just came out. It dropped. I uh, moved them up. They're healthier. They're better. Uh, KD's playing very well. I still think they need more defensively for me to put them on the top tier. So they're they're sixteenth adjusted defense, eleventh offense. Do this for another ten games. I'll move them up again. But right now, still my third tier. Uh, if you want to check that out, TomTheFinder.com and subscribe. Hey Trey, we got another segment here uh, since you're the king of media now. Uh, let's transition and talk about uh, Sports Illustrated because that news dropped last week. I was on the road in, in Portland. Um, the news dropped, and it's very confusing news, so we wanted to bring in our guy, Ben Aronson. All right, Trey, so we, we're bringing in Ben here because he's he's a, a, a media biz, sports media biz expert, has lived in mm -hmm. this space for and worked in this space for a long time. Looking mm -hmm. at the numbers, looking at the metrics, and what, um, how to how to build audiences, and how to uh, basically market to mass audiences, and the Sports Illustrated license got revoked because they uh, some private equity firm. I might be getting this wrong. Basically, missed the payment, and then they're forced to basically shut down the business, uh, the publication of Sports Illustrated, and there are a lot of really smart think pieces about what this means for media and what this it, we're basically eulogizing sports illustrated. And as you know, Trey, uh, in this media business, it's kind of feels like we're doing this. Uh, we did this a few years ago. There's mass layoffs at sports illustrated, but I do feel like something died. It does feel like something died when sports illustrated goes under and it seems like they're laying off the whole staff, but I don't know the business side of this thing as well as uh, other people do Trey. So I wanted to bring in Ben here to kind of lay, lay down the, the backdrop and what's really happening here is sports illustrated dead Ben, first of all. No. So a couple things here, one authentic brand groups. I can't remember exactly how long ago, four or five years ago, um, bought all of the rights to sports illustrated. But what Authentic Brand Groups does, and they just bought one of my companies, they just bought Sperry, 
right? One of the, one of the companies that I run. Topsiders? Yeah, yeah, Topsiders. Let's go. Right? So, uh, frat, frat, ha, Tom Haberbro. Haberbro. It's Haberbro. Is, Haberbro is, is, used yeah. to wear those all the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, their business model, for the most part, is owning IP and then licensing, licensing it out to other people to operate, right? And basically, to, to dumb it down, it's like a franchise model. You want to use this IP? You owe us, it seems like, payments of three, four million dollars a quarter. Otherwise, you you can't use the IP. Now, there are all sorts of other rules around what you have to do to keep the IP in good standing, you know, how you need to represent the company. You can't operate, you know, maliciously or in bad faith, blah, blah, blah. But authentic brand groups made uh, a significant investment in the in the SI brand. It is not going to die. Or I should say it is highly unlikely that they are going to, to, to let it die. Now, Maven Group, now Arena Group, the operator who missed the payments, who has been woefully underperforming for a while now, um, may no longer be the operator of the brand. And some they will go out and find somebody else to operate it. And I'll just make up a name. This is not at all true. The New York Times and The Athletic. Come in, take over operations. You guys know how to run a subscription-based media company profitably, et cetera. But it is not, it is not dying. Now, all of the news we just saw is because a whole bunch of people in our orbit, in this sports media orbit, got a rather panicked layoff message. The CEO of Arena Group of Sports Illustrated stepped down, right? And there was all this panic. But Outside of like the small Twitter inner circle of media, it really wasn't like a blip on the radar of of major news and everything. You know, this was very much like an inside baseball story. Um, and I think that actually speaks to the larger problem that I texted you, Tom, which is I'm not saying Arena Group ran the company well at all. I'm not saying that. But let's stop acting like we as the consumers, we as the audience have cared about this brand, that we have subscribed to it, that we have read the articles, that we have been invested in Sports Illustrated outside of just liking knowing it's still there. And the data, if you look at their just Google Trends, it's like they've been on like a nine-year, 10-year steady decline to nothingness. People don't go to the website. That started before Arena Group, before, you know, Authentic Brands Group. Yeah. And like at what point, it's like Kodak would still be in business if people wanted to buy film. Well, I was just going to ask Trey that is like, aren't there brands, Trey, that have died not because they weren't great at one point, but because technology and time moves on? So I'm like thinking about like Ford or Buick or some other like iconic brands that it wasn't a matter that man, I used to love that Ford Explorer car. I used to love the the Mustang. I used to love whatever whatever thing that was iconic in our childhood. I used to love AOL Instant Messenger. These kids don't know what AOL is anymore. They don't know what it's like to see You've Got Mail. And being nostalgic about that brand, uh, I got nostalgic when Sports Illustrated, when all the news started happening. I was going through all my favorite covers, uh, some of my favorite stories, and... Now I'm kind of on the other way. I'm, I'm hearing what Ben's saying. And I'm like, oh yeah, maybe this is not as dire as it sounds. 
Yeah, I mean, it's all about adaptation of trends too. You know what I mean? You 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 go with what's hot. Like we got large headphones, and now people are wearing wired headphones. Like it fluctuates, right? And that's how you have to serve the people, right? And in this situation, like Ben said, it's not the death of it, but the association of like certain writers that we have gravitated to and the connection of like, oh, well, where are all the good writers? If everybody, if you look at it, music journalism, they've got all cut in the past eight months. I mean, it is what it is, but if we're being realistic, it's just the association of like the physical thing. We just had an episode on bombs, Spoiler rich alert um, about tangible things. Yeah. So tangible things won't matter. It'd be junk. It'll be in the way. You know what I mean? And you really have to think about that. So when we really think about the actual business model, when is the last time you bought a Sports Illustrated, Tom? When's the yeah. last time a Sports Illustrated has been sent to your crib? When you think about the transition of, like you said, a new model or anything else, you go to sportsillustrated.com. That's a task in itself for me to type that URL in. And then now I have to sign up for 12 issues for the year for $14.99. Even mm -hmm. that is a task because the internet has given us so much free stuff. It's hard to resell something that's free, right? I'm like, oh, I could just pick up my phone and just look up this article and cool. The same thing with the athletic and any other subscription-based thing. It's hard, even making in-app stuff. Loyalty programs, reward programs, these type of things. Taking me away from something if it can't remain in the same thing is an issue. So in this particular situation, we're not going to pretend like I've been buying magazines and all of a sudden they just ripped it under us. You know what I mean? It reminds me of when we were actually doing True Who Pod. We were actually live recording the shit and they pulled it. You know what I mean? That's different than it's being inactive. You know what I mean? Like I walk by newsstands all the time and so oh, and yeah. it's like, I'm not buying that shit, but I, yo, it, looks, it looks cool. When is the last I'm, time you got any magazine in your house? Yo, right now? funny story is Pack Your Knives. Shout out to Pack Your Knives. Um, go subscribe. Uh, our Top Chef pod got a, an appearance in People Magazine. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Kevin's text me. He's like, yo, we, we're, in, we're in People Magazine. Let's, let's go to your newsstand and go buy the magazine. I went to 20 different CVS stores and mm -hmm. Walmart and et cetera. I couldn't find it. Yeah. It wasn't available. Like either it was the, the actual magazine from like the people magazine from like a month ago. I mm -hmm. couldn't get, I couldn't find the magazine that I wanted to get the current one. And I remember just being like, yeah, magazines, man. But, this, but let's, let's not pretend like that's where they're trying to make their money for the past 10 years. Right. So like same thing with the New York times, like the New York times, I don't know if you guys remember it during the post Trump election, there was like this big push for everybody to subscribe to the New York Times to save journalism, to protect this country. And everybody was like signing up for the New York Times subscription because they felt like it was a protection against tyranny um, was was like news, like good news journalism. And. Well, I don't want to say that saved the New York Times. It was a huge paradigm shift for them of acknowledging that they moved away from subscription newspapers. They tried to have everything online be supported by ads. And and the, the cost value just does not add up, right? The, the return on investment of digital ads for written media just doesn't, it doesn't support it. And so they were like, we've got to go subscriptions, but they needed to create a reason to do it. Right. And Sports Illustrated has been trying to create a digital engine. Bleacher Report 
started as like a digital engine and was wildly successful for a moment. Now they're nothing, right? And, and the problem is we have chosen different media channels. We've said we want to listen to podcasts, not read. We have, we have chosen different networks. In the same time Sports Illustrated has collapsed, Barstool has grown. The Athletic has grown, right? The Ringer came to, to fruition. And we splinter everything. And unfortunately, there's roughly the same amount of people and there's roughly the same amount of hours of the day to consume content. That advertising revenue and that subscription revenue is now just spread out. And if you want the companies to exist that you care about, you have to make a commitment to listen, read, watch, whatever it is they make. Yeah. Well, do covers even matter? I wonder if you're 18 years old, if the next LeBron comes up and they want to have the most iconic media platform, it used to be getting on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Like that used to mean something in a way mm -hmm. that was like a tangible thing that once you once you get on the cover of SI, man. You it, made it. You've made it. How mm -hmm. long right. has it been, do you think, since, since you thought about somebody making the cover? uh 12 years a decade you know it's been a long time since i was like oh now they've arrived because they made it to the cover and my question is is there anything that's replaced that like because the the internet is just so ephemeral and instagram just Insta i just feel like i feel like maybe there's a monoculture with sports illustrated it came at a time when you could have that space because there was no internet competing and now I, I I guess I'm almost like I'm almost mourning the loss of what a tangible magazine meant, and that now it's just scrambled. Every, if you could make a, a a cover on an Instagram feed, a popular like Bleacher Reports Instagram feed, if you were on that, do you make it? No, because this is the next one in three seconds they're going to post something else. I don't know. I feel like the Sports Illustrated, the death of Sports Illustrated, is really we're mourning something else. We're mourning our childhoods going away. We're mourning a nostalgia moment. That's all it is. You know what I mean? Like letting go a piece of our journey. That's all it is. You know what I mean? Because again, like I'm not, I, I, even when I was watching people post, I couldn't even think of one. I was mixing them up with slam. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it was, it was one of them things like, all right, what, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like it's cool, but it's Has also. slam navigated this better? No, I mean, I think this this is slam still has a, a certain currency, right? To an extent, because it's not considered the hoop Bible anymore because we have online forums and we have more access to more information and people can give us more more information on a closer level. You got to learn your favorite player in certain write ups in slam. And now you could just there's so many outlets covering Mm -hmm. in depth stories that relate to whatever your taste is. You know what I mean? So I think that hurts slam to an extent, but slam still has currency in this because of the legacy that it's attached to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like kids are still coming up playing in the slam game. Kids are know that like, oh, I got to cover the slam because it's, it, it means something still because people are still pushing that. And I think if we still push the importance of a, a sports illustrated, et cetera, that it still meant something, then it would probably be 
a bigger deal. Like even people be like, oh, I haven't checked New York Times in, in many years of a credibility. You know what I mean? And it's like, really? It's still the New York Times, bro. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing when you think about Forbes. People try to discredit that. Oh, they're doing 30 under 30 again. They're doing 40 under 40. That don't mean shit no more. They let anybody. And it's just all about, you know, how you perceive it and, and, and where you look at it and where you are in your life, too. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't take it as like a deaf death, but I just seen like I just hate seeing people lose their jobs. But that's life. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was the human aspect of us all responding to people losing their jobs during a tough time, whether they're dealing with war around the world or actual, you know, different inflation and all kind of things that's going on daily. And we're just sad to watch anybody, especially in a public forum, say, hey, they cut all these people. They fired the people. You know what I mean? But I've looked at it and I also overreacted because I was like, damn, is this the end of media or is this a foreshadowing of something? But I don't believe that's true, but it's still a task to get people to read. But, Unless but it's an actual I just, book. I just, where I lose my mind recently is with when something happens, everyone just reacts to like, who are we going to blame for this That mm -hmm. is that is not me? Right. And so, like, in this case, and by the way, I can't stand the private equity business. I am not backing how Arena Group has managed this at all. Not saying that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, ESPN can't keep the writing business going. Fox Sports can't keep the writing business going. Bleacher Report can't keep the writing business going. Like, there are some smart people at these companies. Not everybody is an idiot. And then you take it to be all the writers who are like, well, they didn't make these decisions. Well, how many of the writers have successful sub stacks? Not that yeah. many. Right. And, and because it, there's three sides of this, there's the ability to come up with a creative story. There's ability to create content that people want to read. And then there's an ability to run that as a business, market it, grow audiences, keep it profitable, et cetera. And what I just want to say is, is like, I can't stand the idea of people losing their job. It sucks. It really sucks. Especially like Tom, me and you got kids, you know, Trey, you, you moved from Compton to the most expensive city in the country. Like losing your job is, is life-changing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see any of that. But if, if our answer every time something happens, we don't like is to want to arbitrarily try to blame one person in charge rather than going, well, maybe there's some systematic societal changes that we need to readapt and rethink, and maybe I'm part of the problem. Maybe Toys R Us is out of business because I go to Target and Walmart mm -hmm. and buy stuff. That's a choice I made. Don't be mad that, like, like okay, Target and, 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 I mean, Toys R Us and Bed Bath Me Beyond, they need to adapt and figure stuff out. But there's not just, like, one maniacal person at the top who's just a complete idiot. It's just never the way these things run. I think we're all just we're all just mourning Sports Illustrated, but what we're really mourning is time. We're like we're all oh, shit. We're old. Remember when Sports Illustrated used to mean something? Remember when like getting the magazine? Like Joe Posnanski wrote a piece about it, and he's like, "You people don't re kids don't realize what it's like when you got the magazine in the mail and it was yours. It was yours." Royce Young, ESPN writer who's now at the Thunder, he he tweeted out that he has an attic full of Sports Illustrated's of the last 30 years. I'm getting that wrong, the year, 
but he has boxes and boxes of every issue of Sports Illustrated. And he tweeted out, and I felt like, man, I feel like all of us are, there's a lot going on here, but a lot of it just feels like, man, we're washed. We're old now. We don't matter as much as we used to. That's Ben Aronson. Thanks for joining us. Uh, ben from management. Is it Ben from management? No. Is it Ben from Bob management? Bob from marketing. Bob, Bob from, from marketing. marketing. I fucked that up. I'm sorry. I have Ben from management is cool too, ben. though. Ben from management. Bob from marketing, thank you for joining us. No worries. It's it's better than Harry from HR giving you guys a call. So, yeah. Yes. Keep going. Get out of here. We got to get it moving. With me feeling old, sufficiently old, we're going to wrap that segment with Ben, Bob for marketing, sorry. And uh, we're going to talk about Pascal Siakam and the big trade in the NBA. He went from the Raptors uh, in a big deal to the Indiana Pacers. And I got a chance to watch him up close and personal on Friday with Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, And Trey, you got to watch me up close and personal, which was fun. So we're going to get into that. Uh, the, the trade, does this make them contenders? Does this make th- them move the needle at, at all, really? And what does it say about the NBA? Uh, let's talk about it. Pascal Siakam trade. Thanks for listening to the OG pod, the Monday show. You can find the Pascal Siakam discussion on the Patreon, patreon.com slash count the dings, where you can listen to the OG pod in its entirety, as well as full Cinephobe episodes, ad free, extended cold opens, and everything else we got cooking up over there. Sold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.